Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are here with the first episode of the Chick Foley Show in the year 2022. It was an incredible first uh, week, week and a half of pro wrestling, so we got a lot to cover. But before we get into that, let's introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. This was like a crazy week of wrestling. When I was kind of going over our, uh, you know, what we were going to talk about tonight, it just seems like this was a jam-packed, uh, loaded week. So yeah, excited to sit down with you guys and kick off the new year talking about all this wrestling. Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Going good, going good. Just uh, I know I know Sheena loves the weather. We had a nice little uh, storm over the weekend. <laughs> had about six to ten inches of snow. I had to do some Yikes. man work and shovel it out and stuff like that. But uh, I saw a lot of people shoveling snow. You know, uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. But we're doing our fully fit challenge, and it seems like everybody was shoveling snow this week. And I was like, oh. hell no! So yeah, I'm, glad, no, I'm was... glad. You know, we got a light, a little light dusting down here. We got to see snow. That we, was enough for me. Yeah, we got to see the snow. Yeah, like it covered <laughs> the ground for about forty five minutes to an hour, and then it was gone. And I was yeah, like, okay, well, winter is over. Nope, not over here. Not in these parts. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Okay. What the? I think he's here. The Fig Fiend, a.k.a. the Fig God, Jordan, back with us for another week. What's going on, man? What up? That was uh, quite unexpected. I was not ready for that one. <laughs> Me neither. So when it started happening, I was like, holy shit, man, I missed this a lot. Uh, first of all, let's get this out of the way in the first two minutes. I've been drinking all day because it's football Sunday, so um, put the children to bed. This is not going to go well. Oh, oh no. no. This is, oh, no. All right. This is this not a Patreon episode. We need to keep it PG. I'm going to do my right. best. We'll keep our keep our f bombs at uh, at a minimum, you know. We like to go with like a hard PG thirteen on the uh, the normal show, right? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. So yeah, we we try to get rid of him, but you know he just keeps showing up. So for the second episode <laughs> in a row, the fig god Jordan Wells is with us. Uh, back to your regularly scheduled program, Sheena. Tell the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam over at ChickFoleyShow.com. Like I said earlier, uh, we we kicked off our first week of our uh, Foley fam fit challenge. It is was it lo- time to is it time to crown the winner? Yeah. <laughs> It might be time to it might be time to crown the week one winner. So we basically like everybody logged their workouts for the week and we got points and there was opportunities for bonus points. So super fun. Um, just a, a way to, you know, keep everybody accountable to their health in the new year. Uh, you know, it's it's more important now than ever to, uh, you know, really prioritize your health. And it was super cool to see everybody kind of getting their workouts in and whatnot. But uh, we do have a week one points winner and uh, crown him. I will acknowledge him. It is the uh, the tribal chief at Seth Phelps. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> won the uh, won the week one uh, fully fit challenge. 
I call, I called my shot in the uh, the intro post. I said the heel husband's going to win whether he wants to or not, and I did it. Yeah, we were. Everybody was given these heartfelt. You know, we were kind of like casting our our whiz out there. You know, our purpose for doing this. You know, kind of keep ourselves motivated People and whatnot. About new babies on the way. Yeah, huge everybody's life got like setbacks they've had. And yeah, everybody I was said, like I'm putting just gonna it, win, putting it, it all out there. You know, and uh, everybody had a really good why. And then Seth is just bring brings the heat, brings the competition, brings the uh, the British bulldog girl. Uh, out and says uh, he's going to win whether he wants to or not. But he did. He did rock. You know, if you rocked wrestling gear, you got bonus points uh, for yeah. for the week. So he did rock wrestling gear every every time he worked out. But that was the difference. Should Jordan, you know, you were second place. I know, and uh, now it makes sense why you asked me if I was working out today. Because uh, <laughs> listen, that's a smooth move there, Dickhead. Listen, no, Jordan. He, I, I told, I was like, I'm telling Jordan why you asked him that. He's like, Don't you effing do it! Don't you effing do it! Don't you tell Jordan why I'm asking him. Yeah, and I was for, like, Dude, I'm about list- to hit Jordan up, and tell him he needs to get to the gym. For tomorrow. the listeners at home, I, we were kind of tallying it up last night, and I, it was me, Christian, Zach Hertzler, Jordan. We're all kind of in the mix. Jordan was the only person that was ahead of me. And I texted him last night. I'm like, man, you're really kicking ass on this fully fit challenge. Are you going to take a rest day tomorrow? He's like, yeah, I'm taking it tomorrow off. I'm like, all right, sweet. I got oh, this. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> and uh, we give an honorable mention to Sam Rubio. He's the, He gets the early bird award for the week, man. He he gets up every morning. He's like the first person I usually see logging, him and him and Jason. So congrats, guys. Uh, we're going to kick off week two starting tomorrow. So be looking for a, uh, a log post as you're listening to this. We'll have the log post already up. Seth Phelps being the uh, the baby face that he is, we, are, we do give weekly small weekly prizes for our Foley Fam Fit Challenge. Uh, but being the baby face that he is, he's going to go ahead and roll his prize over to week two. So whoever wins week two, we'll just get uh, we'll just get double prizes. So yep, yeah, that's right. Baby face turn of the century. That's right. I would like uh, to Mark- file a formal protest for Seth <laughs> telling me not to work out today. Yeah, I did not. I didn't. I didn't know the reasoning, but uh, I see you had ulterior motives, and I. But respect, listen, but, I respect the grind. But listen, <laughs> are, are you not? You're going to be so much more motivated this week. You're going to be wearing. You'll be. I can. I already know Jordan's going to be wearing chalk line shorts every day at the gym to get his bonus point. He's going to show up on the days that he doesn't want to. So I feel like this is, this is exactly what you needed to help you push you through the second you know week the, of the year. Well, you know? One of the problems is, too, is two days I posted pictures of my face rather than what I was wearing. I know. And, I told And I, I told had shorts Seth, on both days. I know. I told Seth. I was like, dude, tell Jordan he's got to do that full body shot so we can see his I'm wrestling gear, Take it dude. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was a reason I didn't do a full body shot. <laughs> to that full. <laughs> yeah. He's in the uh, he's in the sauna after his workout with his Bray Wyatt beach towel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carry on. Sorry I interrupted. All right. Uh, Marco, uh, what are some of the highlights with the Pod Foundation this week? Uh, so the so, so for the the past week we're gonna go because you know the 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 new week is approaching but uh, obviously we had uh, we had kind of like a Chick Fil A show invasion happen in the tavern uh, side right. of things so you had uh, you had Sheena aka Chick Fil A on the uh, turnbuckle debate on Monday then following uh, Tuesday you had myself uh, joining the Raw Down uh, show which is also now a podcast so the first episode was last Wednesday and um, yeah, I mean, extra cooler as well. Um, popped up with the uh, Royal Rumble special um, to cap things off. But um, you know, I mean, it'll, it'll be a continuous thing for me. I'll be on the Raw Down whenever. So we didn't get to have Young Anthony on last week. He was feeling under the weather. Um, he didn't pass uh, medical clearance to be oh, on the show. So uh, yeah, he's on protocol. Yeah. So uh, so we had the uh, the OG Fig Kid uh, stop in for him and. Um, it was fun hearing his takes on uh, obviously because he's the AEW guy and uh, it's a it's a WWE centered show and it was great to hear uh, 
his um his scorching hot takes on the uh, on the week of uh, WWE. So yeah, That's definitely right. listen to both of those uh both of those shows if you haven't yet. And we got a brand new coming down the aisle as well. So check it out three right. days ago. Again, we're kind of we're, we're we're recording on a Sunday, which is unusual for us. So we usually mm-hmm. get to talk about things as they as they come out midweek. But uh, yeah, we're kind of backtracking a little bit. So we, we John posted a show. Uh, so make sure you check him out at, at Coming Down the Aisle Podcast, and you can follow all of that and keep up with everything by following at Pod Foundation on Instagram. Yeah, we need to get uh, Young Anthony and the OG Fig Kid on the Chick Foley show sometime. I think they're the only two. Uh, Turnbuckle Tavern, or excuse me, Pod Foundation uh, members and affiliates that have not been on the show yet. Have we yeah. had Bellcaster on? Um, I thought did we? we did. I don't think so. I no, don't I, think I thought we had. Did we not have him and uh, the yeah, Pyramid I don't know. on here before? I thought I we know. did. Maybe we did. Yeah, Maybe we, we did. did. It was yeah. in a previous life, though. We need. We need. We need Bellcaster two point oh on <laughs> the tavern uh, version. <laughs> yeah, we need the tavern. The tavern version of the. He was uh, like, yeah, he was like Bell- flailing away on the main roster WWE, and he went to AEW and got made. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> after the head, so. We'll uh, we'll move on. We don't like to talk about the uh, the dearly departed. Uh, before we get into things, we want to remind you guys to support our two presenting sponsors, Ringside Collectibles and Chalkline. Use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your figure purchases at ringside collectibles and use code pf10 courtesy of the pod foundation to save 10 percent on everything at Chalkline. you guys ready to get into some wrestling talk let's go all right so real quick uh kind of ground rules for this show before we get started um there were four huge shows here in this first week and a half of 2022 um between day one the debut of Dynamite on TBS, New Year NXT New Year's Evil, and AEW Battle of the Belts. Um, to break up some of the wrestling talk, we're going to talk about Day One and New Year's Evil. Then we're going to move into a little bit of figure talk, and then we'll close it out with the AEW shows just to kind of uh, break it up a little bit, keep you guys on your toes. So if you don't like to just dive in head first, if you sample the show buffet style and you want to scroll around to different parts, uh, yeah. that kind of gives you some... Uh, some guidelines. But first off, <laughs> Sheena, we'll kick it off with you. Uh, what did you think of WWE Day One? I, I thought it was a good show. I thought, you know, considering everything that happened and kind of uh, the 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 car getting blown up, like you know, a couple hours right before the show started, I thought that uh, they did the best with what they had. I, you know, su- surprisingly, I like the outcome of Brock winning the title. I think mm. you know there was a lot of people disappointed, uh, you know, with Biggie's title run coming to a an end for now. But uh, I think it was the right choice given everything that's going on. And I think Brock having the title really opens up a lot of possibilities for ways that we can go going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, Brock's always interesting. He just yeah. he moves the needle in a way that uh, that really nobody else, even Roman Reigns, doesn't in WWE. And this run he's had right now, he seems to be having a lot of fun, enjoying himself. Babyface Brock is is over um, like crazy. So, yeah, I, I think it was definitely the way to go. Um, let's get into some fantasy booking. Marco, say Roman Reigns uh, does not come down with COVID and we get the originally advertised fatal four-way. Um, who do you think walks away with the belt in that match? Um, definitely Seth Rollins, I think, would have been the, uh, would have been the victor of that, uh, of that fatal four-way. Yeah, no, no doubt in my mind there. I mean, Kevin, like I think we spoke about this before. Kevin Owens would have been a a solid choice mainly because of the the re signing that he just had. So maybe that was like a you know an added bonus for him to win the title or something like that. But um, Bobby Lashley, I think his his time's gonna come, but not that soon. I think he's gonna be build up a little bit more. If this was obviously we're we're taking out you know the when doing the original Fatal Four Way and um. 
I think at some point they're going to end Biggie's reign. Um, you know, not that it was it was it was kind of getting stale. You know, yeah. And um, the, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 first person that actually wanted to go for the title before more people were added in, um, which is Seth Rollins. I think he was naturally like the next person in line to win that win that title because um, it has to go technically. It would technically go to a, uh, like a heel. Um, where to counter Biggie's, you know, babyface run, but now mm-hmm. they kind of flipped it on us with, you know, like a kind of like a babyface Brock. Um, but if you watch SmackDown, I don't yeah. know if he's babyface now. I know. <laughs> so who knows? But uh, yeah, he's def- kind of he's kind, yeah. of a, he's kind of a tweener. I think mm-hmm. he he's, he rides right on the line so that he can you know do whatever the hell he wants. You yeah, know? yeah, I agree with you. It definitely seemed like for whatever reason they stopped kind of putting energy into Big E as the guy those last yeah. couple weeks before day one. So it seemed like his days were numbered. Um, yeah, I, I, this is another one of those cases where the unexpected pops up and we end up getting something better than we would have originally because Royal mm-hmm. Rumble is looking sick with Lesnar and Lashley and Rollins and Reigns. Those are two yeah. WrestleMania yeah. main event caliber matches. And that match was awesome. The, oh, yeah. the, was the Fatal Five Way was incredible. Yeah. It was yeah. just, you know, as Cass says, it was big meaty men bumping meat, you know, yeah. aside from like Seth Rollins. It was uh it was just awesome, dude. I could have gone for about six or seven minutes added to the match, but yeah. for what it yeah. was, it, it was awesome. Yeah, really, really good. Uh speaking of Brock, Jordan, let's hear your take. If Brock and Roman goes down as scheduled, who leaves with the belt? I think Brock would have won, man. I it just it kind of seems like the way they booked this, it seemed like they wanted Brock to walk out with the title. Um, it, and I, I honestly think that if Brock would have won, they probably would have done um, some sort of Roman winning the Rumble or run it back at the Rumble. Um, yeah. it, it just felt like because I mean, dude, you don't just throw together Roman. Roman and Seth at the Rumble. Like it seemed like they had a different plan for this, obviously. So I, I kind of felt like that seemed like the right time for them to pull the Brock trigger on him winning the title. So yeah, if that match went down, I think Brock would have won, honestly. Yeah, Brock's definitely peaking right now. The mm-hmm. dog, the fan response is there. Yep. Um, and it's going to be crazy finally getting to see him and Bobby Lashley go head to head. To me, I think the match of the night, even more so than the Fatal Five Way, was that New Day and Usos tag match yeah. that opened the show? Yeah. That was just incredible. I mean, these we've seen these guys fight each other, you know, dozens and dozens of times over the last five years, and this one still was, you know, possibly the best one yet. It was incredible, which makes me pain. It, it pains me to say what I have to say now that I absolutely hate the current gimmick that the New Day is rocking with the, you know, they they took the King of the Ring gimmick that people get saddled with and kind of you know multiplied it exponentially uh with not only is is xavier woods rocking the king gimmick but now he's got kofi is what's he like his royal hand or something like that hand of the king yeah hand of the king yeah i just i feel like these guys are so so far beyond that i know the new day has always been about the the comedy stuff but it seems like they've they've taken it to a new level and i think the three of these guys are all so talented that they should be presented as a main event act and they just aren't right now with the gimmick so um, I don't know if anybody's feeling differently, if anybody's actually digging it right now, but I just feel like the New Day is so far above 
what they're being presented. Well, do you as think right that's now. creative? Because that, to me, that the, this whole thing seems like something that Woods and Kofi have come up with on their own. Like this is totally something that is in their wheelhouse. The hand of the king and him being like you know taking the king gimmick to like the the umpteenth degree. I yeah. feel like that's like yeah. that's all on them. I don't feel like that's WWE creative. Maybe and whether it, is. it works or not, I mean, you don't. I mean. If it if it if it is they're doing somebody needs to get in their ear and let them know like you guys could be doing so much so much better than this you know it's still yeah. I've been frustrated with this going back to Kofi's title reign I feel like Kofi's title reign should have been presented as you know a much bigger deal than it was man like I, I kind of fantasy booked it that it would be really cool if like the new day ended up becoming kind of like a modern day four horsemen where like they slowly turned heel to keep Kofi with the belt but. They didn't. Kofi kind of held similar to Big E. Kofi kind of held the belt and then he lost it. And, you know, two weeks after he lost it, it was, you know, right back to yeah, the same old There was no, no character development, you know, like, I don't know how much these guys have really changed since, since 2016 when they first kind of hit it big. Um, yeah, they haven't really evolved now that you say that, you know, because I've always loved the New Day. So I feel like I look at them through, uh, you know, rose colored glasses, I guess I should say. But it's just, yeah, they really haven't had any like character evolution as far as like their their gimmick. Yeah, I uh, mm. I don't know. I just feel like maybe tone down the comedy just a little bit. Obviously, you know, they're the pros. They know what they're doing. Uh, I'm just commenting here from the peanut gallery. But I feel like the New Day should be kind of a level up from where they are right now. Uh just my two cents, man. Is anybody digging the royal gimmick right now? No. no. I liked it in the beginning. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a perfect... I thought it was cool th- him winning King of the Ring. Yeah, that was I, awesome. For I thought Xavier the gimmick Woods, was but- really good for Woods just because, I, you know, he's just that kind of character and he can, you know, really creative. But yeah, I mean, there comes a point when you need to be a little bit more serious. I, I agree. Yeah, it, right. ju- it just seems like anytime anybody in the New Day does anything big, it's like they give them the two-week feel-good and then... It's right back into the comedy skits. It's it's frustrating because Biggie's title reign, just like you were talking about Kofi's, it, it just did not ever feel like like you said he, he was he was back to the mid card, even though he was the main champion. Like it, it's just weird the way they booked all New Day members every time they get something big. It's just like, I feel like yeah, I feel like it's only because it. I feel like it's only because the people believe in the New Day. I feel like if if they didn't have the fan support that they do and the people calling for them to be champions, like WWE wouldn't book yeah. them that way. Because I, I mean, you just like you said, they get the two week feel good, then it's like the fizzle out, right? And it's because I don't believe WWE creative truly believes in them as champions and it's the fans that are pushing you know and pushing and calling for it and calling for it and that's why they're like okay well, we'll give the people what they want mm-hmm. but then they end up ultimately going in the direction where they want to go you know aka brock lesnar always yeah, yeah i mean the new day gimmick was never really supposed to get over i mean they've kind of admitted that without admitting it i mean it at the beginning of it obviously everybody hated it and it, they kind of just got it over with the way that they are. I mean, it sucks, but yeah. And they're awesome. They're all awesome wrestlers and they're just, they're good people and they're funny and charismatic and they have the it factor. And the fact that they're all best friends in real life really translates into the the work that they do together. But again, there has to be that character growth. And if you are going to present yourself as the world champion, like you gotta, you gotta level up like Seth said. And they can do serious stuff. Look at Kofi mania. That was one of the most awesome stories WWE has told in the past few years. And even that was by accident though. I mean, you gotta remember that was not even supposed to happen. That was all organic with the Mm -hmm. crowd, just getting behind Kofi. But that was, that was all three guys. Remember there was that awesome tag team gauntlet match. The one where the Usos ended up forfeiting and, they're the ones that put Kofi in the in that match with Daniel Bryan at Mania. So 
don't know. I just I want I want better for the new day, man. I, I really started thinking about it after after Brock took the belt from uh, from Big E again yeah. and just kind of watching what they've done on TV this week since then. Yeah. So that, that was the other thing um, that I took away from that is like they made it definitively. So like Big E can't even go. I got cheated out of this, blah, blah, blah. Like, they, he oh, can't yeah, even, it was like, clean as a sheet. Yeah, so, like, I mean. F5, they, center of the ring. Yeah, it might be a little bit, like, more to that than anything. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I was, yeah, that, it, it does kind of seem like they treat them kind of like, you know, they, they give them what they want. And then, you know, you guys have it. Let's take it away from you now. It's, yeah. You guys are done with it, that type of thing, so. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, there's no shame in anybody getting beat by Brock Lesnar. I think that's one thing you can take away from it is that they could have had Big E lose to someone way more, like, <laughs> mid than than Brock Lesnar, you know? So I feel like if, if you got to get beat, getting beat by the Beast is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Coat? Maybe you better guard that crown anytime Brock's <laughs> no, around. Oh, yeah, no, he's going to whip King, it right King, off your head. Uh, listen, I am here for King Brock. If he was wearing, like, the overalls oh, and the crown, maybe he oh, could make boy. himself, like, a crown out of, like, sticks, you know? Like, <laughs> he could whittle some some wooden crown. <laughs> oh, I'd be here for that. Let's, let's take a quick look at the Royal Rumble. All right, I want to do some flash predictions here. So just give me 30 seconds on each of these. Everybody's going to get one match. Mm. Uh, Marco, you're up first. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Who wins? Uh, Lesnar, but I think the real match will be a no contest personally, but no contest. We can, I think, I think Lesnar's going to win. That's my flash pick, but I think the actual match is going to be a no contest because they're not, they, so if they, Lashley's a no, he's not going to lose to Brock Lesnar by pin. It's going to be something where they both get counted out, double count, something crazy like that. They're not, there's no way they're going to make Lashley look not strong against, uh, Lesnar and have him lose clean as a sheet. If they do, then that's like I said, a bigger issue. All right. Uh, Sheena, you're up next. Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I think, I think the tribal chief is coming out on top of this. I really think they, they want to do this champions versus champion. Not saying that, you know, in three months Reigns couldn't lose and get the title back, but I just feel like they, they're going to want to have Brock and Roman at, Mania, and I feel like the champion versus champion angle is the way to go. And if he just recently lost the uh, title, I feel like that takes a little bit of the smoke off of it. Mm, okay, all right, Jordan, you're up for the women's rumble. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bailey on this one. Um, mm. I just I feel like this is the right time to bring her back. Um, they interviewed her like early December on some website, and she said she was ready. So I just feel like the women's rumble will need something. I kind of am not thrilled with the amount of people that they already announced for this rumble. I mean, so lame. why did they need to announce Mickey? Like, I mean, everybody would have like, there would have been a a gasp when she came out. Like, especially Especially if she brought the belt with her. Yeah. It it just seems like such a cop out to announce her. I mean, I get, they need to, to put butts in the seats, but dude, this show's already selling well. And now you've got, the two previous matches that we just talked about, like you don't need to sell that match. That's right. Maybe she'll have some, um, you know, hefty trash bag inspired gear for the, for the rumble. Well, they, yeah, I mean, they, they probably did that because of the amount of releases that happened. So obviously to the general public, a lot of people like just seeing that, that that news, you know, flash across their screen, they're thinking like, you know, the, the, you know, the ladies, who's going to be in the rumble. They're going to be spreading thin with the, uh, with the women's division. So, Everybody I mean, I gets see, had two chances in the rumble or something. Yeah, I can yeah. see. Well, yeah, I can see why they would. 
announced some of that, like some of the ladies entering. So, and uh, we talked about this before. It's it's not for the fans anymore with the WWE. It's it's to please the uh, the people that bought stock into the company. So yeah, I just they get, hate they that, sell I just it. hate that there's no like earning spots in the Rumble anymore. It's literally just like you a, just a cattle call. Yeah, you just yeah. De- 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 declare. If you're, if you're a guy, you just declare for the Rumble. Well, yeah. I mean, Johnny Knoxville earned his spot in the Royal Rumble. So that's yeah, right. I mean, he yeah. did dump uh, Sami Zayn over the ropes to to get in. So God, at least I one know. person did. <laughs> so I'm going last. Speaking of which, I'm doing the men's rumble and I am picking uh, Johnny Knoxville to win it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, going going back a little bit, I think Sheena is dead wrong on her prediction. All right. So a little, little fun fact for you guys. Seth Rollins, between the Universal and the World Championship, he is a four-time uh, World Heavyweight Champion in WWE. For those championships, he defeated Roman Reigns once, Brock Lesnar twice, and Roman and Brock in a triple threat match. Uh, so that's how he's got his four wins. So he's got these guys number. I think Brock Lesnar is going to beat Bobby Lashley. I think he's going to cost Roman Reigns the match against Seth Rollins. And then I think Roman freaking Reigns is going to come back in at number 30 and win the Royal Rumble to go face Brock at WrestleMania. I don't know what that leaves for Rollins, um, but you know they could figure something out on that side of the house for the Universal title. But I think we're going to see Roman finally win the Rumble for the first time since 2015 when he got booed out of the uh, country and uh, yeah. go up against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. I think Vince has wanted to get Roman back on Raw. You know, Raw what? is still Vince's baby, regardless of SmackDown being on Fox, and I think he needs to see the Tribal Chief back on the uh, the flagship. Well, I mean, that that's that's a great storyline, but you're forgetting one thing, that they kind of tease a unification that, of both yeah, titles. Yeah, true. That's the other thing that's in play. I, that's, that's the other way they could go with it, but... Um, I don't know. I still, I, I had kind of been pitching that. Jordan actually talked to me out of that. Me and Jordan were talking um, after Brock won the belt last week. I can't remember if it was either in the, it was either in the Pod Foundation group chat or maybe me and Jordan no, just texting one on one. And um, he he said, you know, he basically convinced me that Vince ain't giving up the belt. Like even the last time they did the title unification with John Cena and Randy Orton, it was yeah. really only for like a year and a half before they brought out the Universal Championship. So I would be all for it. if That that would definitely be the most, uh, like the biggest match they could do, title versus title to unify the belts. Maybe we get a new belt design because we're going on almost eight years now that we've had this this belt design. So Eight it's time years? For, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So it's time, yeah. for, uh, it's time for something fresh, um, but we'll see. The great thing is um, we have two awesome matches that, you know, any four guys could walk out with belts at the end of the uh, the Rumble, and that's always when it's the best. Let's hear from J-Bone and coming down the aisle. Coming down the aisle. Do you want to feel the war of the crown? Well, strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it, along with their fandom. Also, each week I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on eat up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, moving on to Tuesday night with NXT New Year's Evil. I thought this was by far the best show of the NXT 2.0 era. Probably because it was most similar to an NXT 1.0 show. <laughs> um, they yeah. cut out a lot of the the BS skits, and they didn't introduce you know 18 new characters uh, on the episode. It was just solid in ring action. Um, capped off with Braun Breaker defeating Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT 
championship. Um, Marco, I'm gonna put you on the spot first, man. Yes or no? Will Braun Breaker main event a WrestleMania someday? Um. Oh man, that's it's it's a tough call with all the uh, with all the releases happening <laughs> left and right. Not yeah. that not that he's gonna get released anytime soon, but I mean. Yeah, it used to be so much more clear. You could like yeah. see someone's path, you know, to the to the title, but now it's just like anybody can be let go at any time. Yeah. So predicting predicting anything even like five, six months from now is like a, a, a big guess, a big leap. I mean, yeah, I could see him main eventing at WrestleMania because I mean I mean just look at him. He's he's like the you know Yeah, miss, man. Blue he's, chipper. He's a perfect I mean, he's a blue chipper, he's a perfect like WWE like bread like athlete, like just the way he looks. I mean he's super athletic. Um, he has the, uh, the family too, as well, um, backing him. But, uh, I mean, I could definitely see him main eventing. Will he main event? I, I mean, I can't give a definitive answer on that. I mean, he could be released after this WrestleMania, who knows? <laughs> and that's just what they do. I mean, after WrestleMania, this, the new sweep comes. So, I mean, yeah. And we know Vince, you know, there's people that are booked in championship storylines and the next week they're gone. So nothing's yes. guaranteed, but yeah, they have definitely strapped the proverbial rocket to this guy's back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. He's really only got about a year in the business, man, which yeah. is really mind blowing that how good he already is just both with his presence, the in ring on the mic. Um, he, and we've only been seeing him on TV for a few months now, and he's already holding what at one time was arguably the best championship in the world. So very, very bright future for this guy. Um, Still have a hard time getting past that name, Braun Breaker with two T's. Sheena, I'm gonna put Breaker. it on you, man. Is this guy? Are we gonna see this guy's uh, name change in 2022? Well, I think a you're probably mage options. I out think there. you're, yeah, you're probably alluding to going with some sort of Steiner option. But I, knowing WWE as well as I know WWE now, they're gonna bring him up to the main roster, and he can't be Braun because there's already a Braun. There was a Braun, so yeah, they're not gonna let it go to that. So he's just gonna be Breaker. Breaker. Yeah, yeah, I, I he's agree, just gonna yeah. be. Yeah, he's just going to be breaker with two Ks. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, I think if we do see a name change, it's only going to get worse. Like, would I like to see Rex Steiner or Braun Steiner? Like, I feel like Rex Steiner is so like I see that on a Mania poster, dude. Yeah. Rex well, Steiner versus Roman Reigns. Rex Steiner versus Seth Rollins. Like, it's a, yeah. It's, I think the, the, yeah. The thing with that too is with the names, man. They own that when once they like sign the dotted line, like they own the name. I don't think the Steiners want. WWE to all the Steiner name at all. Yeah, personally. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, the other good thing, hopefully, maybe this they means- could just spell it different. Maybe it could be like, you know, S-T-Y. switch the I's and the E. Take yes, S T Y N E R. That is the most WWE way to spell that. Yeah. Hopefully, they, uh, that's a good idea, actually. We saw Rick in the ring celebrating on, uh, on Tuesday night with Braun after the cameras went off the air. WWE did acknowledge it on social media and stuff. So hopefully this means relations are thawing between the Steiners and WWE. Uh, Jordan, if we get some figures of the Steiner brothers, what do you want first? Do you want the classic Steiner brothers or do you want uh, the big bad booty daddy, big Papa pump? <laughs> 100% classic Steiners. There's no other way to go with this. The colorful uh, sure. gear and everything, that that's the only way to go. I would love for them to give us some... Steiners with the letter jackets too. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I got I got some I got some sweet customs, but yeah, I really need the Mattel treatment. Um, for any of the younger generation that maybe doesn't know the Steiners or only knows Scott Steiner from his his solo run, go back and check out the Steiners in the late eighties and the early nineties in WCW and WWF. If yeah. you go on uh, on Cage Side Seats, their their database, the Steiners are still up in like the top ten all time on win percentage. Like these guys hardly ever lost. The matches were awesome. 
And Scott Steiner, Rick was really good, but Scott Steiner especially was just incredible in the ring, man. Um, really great team. And, and any steps we get to seeing them back in the fold on the big stage in uh, in pro wrestling in America, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, the other half of that match, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, him and Johnny Gargano have definitely been the the defining faces of NXT along with the Undisputed Era over the last five years. There were some hints dropped on his social media posts and stuff afterwards that this may have been his last match in NXT. And what a better way to go than putting over the the hottest young prospect they have there. Um, Jordan, what do you think, man? Is is Champa gone? Do you think he's going to go to the main roster or will we see him uh, wash up somewhere else? So th- there was already rumors last month that his contract was about to expire. So him losing right out of the gate doesn't give me a whole lot of faith that he's staying. Um I, I really don't want to see him go to the main roster in WWE. I just feel like he'll get lost up there, like most of them do. Um, I don't know where he'll go, but I'm guessing his next match is not in WWE. If it was a little bit more steady employment scene, I would say being a coach in NXT would be an outstanding move for him. He'd be great because he's another one of those guys that's a total package, man. He went from being just like a generic tag team wrestler number two to being at one point he was the hottest heel in wrestling, you know, when he, uh, when he first came back and was attacking Johnny Gargano and then he beat Aleister Black for the championship, the dude was just white hot. Um, so I, I hope nothing for the best for him. He's such a good dude. Uh, if you watch some of the documentaries on WWE's YouTube channel on him, um, great family, man. So hope the best for Ciampa. Um, if he goes to AEW, that'd be pretty cool, but I don't know. They're, they're so crowded right there. I don't really know what other signings they could even fit on their roster, man. Mm-hmm. Impact's roster is growing too because it seems like last night a lot of the Ring of Honor guys kind of went over there. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It, he's running out of places to go. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, do a little run in New Japan just because I love watching their wrestling and I think he would fit well there. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, wherever he goes, he's going to be a success because the guy's awesome. So for sure, um, we do need to offer up a uh, a farewell. It was a part of our lives for five years, but on Tuesday night, we bid adieu to the latest incarnation <laughs> of the Cruiserweight Championship. <laughs> WWE has tried to make this work so many times over the years between the light heavyweight championship, the Cruiserweight Championship back in the Attitude Era that ended with Hornswoggle of all people winning it. But once again, the Cruiserweight Championship is no more. Um, I feel like we're going to the airport, Seth. So. <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> yeah. This is the soundtrack anytime I drop uh, drop Jordan off at the airport when he uh, comes out for one of our visits. Um, it was an awesome, awesome championship. Just think back to when this thing debuted in 2016. We had that awesome uh, cruiserweight. Was it the cruiserweight classic? Is that what yep. they called it? The CFC? Yeah. yeah, that tournament was so cool, man, because you had 32 guys, people that weren't even signed to WWE at the time. Like, think about it. We had guys like Kota Ibushi. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. competing in WWE rings in this tournament. And if you guys remember, it was right before the final match that Triple H came out and unveiled the belt. They didn't even, it was a surprise that they were even fighting for the championship. So I just remember watching that live, seeing TJP and Grand Metalik um, going for the belt. Mm-hmm. Both those guys are now released. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we know how that played out. I don't but. think there's any cruiserweight champions that are left, right? I mean, who? So yeah. let's see. So it was. Jo- Brian, yeah. Ke- Brian Kendrick's still in NXT, so Brian Kendrick's still around. Yeah. Um, Rich Swan's gone. Neville's gone. Enzo's gone. 
Yeah, it's not not too many. Uh, Leo gone. Rush is gone. Leo Rush yeah, is Leo gone. Rush. Yep. Jordan Devlin. Jordan oh no, Devlin's he's in UK, right? Yeah, yeah. Jordan yeah. Devlin's still around. Santos Escobar's still around. But yeah. yeah, that thing is definitely cursed. Um, <laughs> but it was really really cool. You know, it, it had an awesome start back when two. I mean, there was a time when two hundred five live. If you were a straight up, if you were just a pure wrestling fan, two hundred five live was like the best show WWE had going there for a while. They were just putting on bangers. Oh, yeah. They had fun little storylines. It was only an hour each week. Um, so yeah. But it is, and we had, we had Neville's awesome run with it. You know, Neville's yeah. one of the best booked wrestlers of of 2017 on his run as the the king of the cruiserweights. But it's gone. Um, Sheena, who do you think was the best champ in this the five year history of this incarnation of the cruiserweight belt? I don't know. This is going to sound strange, but I really it didn't end well. So I'll go ahead and say I don't. You know, it, it ended kind of sucky. But I loved when Enzo was champion and he was just like roasting oh. all all the that talent. Was a classic 100%. I was going to say I was going to yes. say the same thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. dude. Dude, okay, well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was like, am I the only one? Did I just like like that because I'm like this weird niche, you know, audience? But I, I loved when Enzo oh, was champ his. and he was just going yeah. around and, uh, yeah, you know. His, his run, it, it's it's aged well, man. I feel like I feel like people are ready for Enzo comeback as well. You know, he kind not to get deep in the weeds, but he kind of got screwed over a little bit. If you look into the details on his whole situation, yeah, the, the thing he got released for ended up basically coming out as just yeah. false accusations and stuff, but. I was, some, you know, sometimes stuff like that, that stinks going to stick to you, whether, you know, whether you're whether you or like not. it or not. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. he was definitely a little bit of a headache behind the scenes just because I think he was very uh, he was real assertive on his creative, you know. But but yeah, his cruiserweight run has definitely aged well. Like the, the cruiserweight championship was main eventing raw every week. When yeah. He was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, whatever him and Neville storyline, that would be the last segment going on. And. And yeah, it was definitely over. And yeah, like Sheena said, just get on YouTube. Just look up like Enzo Rose Cruiserweights. Like that was a classic. It was segment. so I, funny. I mean, I mean, they're just like yeah. they're just like in a circle around the just ring, dude. It. And he's just yeah, he's just going one <laughs> by one by one, just shooting them down, dude. He made that title relevant. No, he what, definitely he definitely yeah, did. I can't remember what what was he saying. You know what are you what what are you doing? What was his how little you doing? how you doing? How that you was doing? his little yeah. How you doing? How you doing? On the next. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll post the link to that clip in the show notes yeah. this week. So well, even that, yeah, free to check out. Yeah, definitely go on YouTube and just like any Enzo uh, Rose are good. I'm pretty sure there's like a compilation out there. Yeah, um, with all that stuff. But yeah, he, uh, he also took that title with him like everywhere. Like he was on TMZ with it. Like going to like like uh like like uh, sporting events and yeah. freaking. Just See, like, I love, I love that, awesome. you know, and I know the wrestlers are under no obligation to take those titles into their like everyday lives and stuff like that. But I, I really love that. Like, that's what I loved about Seth Rollins. He would be carrying the money in the bank briefcase through the airport, you know, and just like at, at different things that you would see him at. So, yeah, I always love seeing that when wrestlers kind of just like are they're proud of their yeah. of their gold. Big Cass is doing really great things in Impact right now, but I feel like it would be such a shot in the arm for the tag team scene in WWE. If uh, just out of nowhere, one episode of Raw or oh, uh, SmackDown, we hit the the Enzo and Cass theme and they come back. <laughs> I think the crowd's ready for it, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I think that would be awesome. So, um, on let's let's have a drink to the dearly departed cruiserweight championship and hit this week's beverage break. All right, Jordan, get us started, man. What are you sipping on for this episode? I am sipping on Wrestle Daddy from Infusion Brewery here in Omaha, Nebraska. It's Very a nice. hazy IPA, really good beer, and anything wrestling-related, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, Jordan blessed me with a couple of those on a Christmas care package he sent our way. Very tasty beer. Uh, Sheena, what are you drinking? So I am I'm back on my booch. So I got my hard kombucha from Flying Ember. I got the grapefruit with a hint of thyme this time. It's got zero sugar, zero carbs. I would say that, you know, I'm working on my... Uh, you know, I'm trying to get my winter body into my summer body, but I did, I did make some like homemade uh, cinnamon rolls this morning. So I'm not even going to front that I'm like, you know, trying to like watch the carbs and the sugar. So maybe this will balance it out. It's all about balance, right? I guess so. I don't know. I still can't get behind the kombucha, man. I just, I, I, a couple of times I'll like pour one for Sheena and I don't know, something about the smell, like it just. It's fermented. It's good for your gut. You I know? get that. It's I'm like, sure it uh, is. But it tastes delicious too. It may be good for your gut. Do I don't know if it's going to be good for my mouth. Do either of you guys like kombucha? <laughs> Absolutely not. Marco, come on, Marco. You and I are usually on the same, on the same page about things. About kombucha? I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never actually had it, so I can't. Can't help you out on this one. Oh, um, man. If it was Zambuca, I could help you out because, <laughs> I mean, Zambuca's not bad. No, but, that uh, stuff is garbage, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking, man? I'm actually uh, sipping on a, uh, a WrestleMania 17. Ooh, for those, I mean, everyone should know what that is by now. We don't yeah, have to run down the. Uh, it's the it's the, the cocktail we crafted, man. It was that came out of uh, desperation one night. I was like, "What are we going to drink on the show?" And I came and I went in, uh, to the liquor store in our hometown, and they had Terramana. And that was the first time I'd ever had Terramana. Uh, and I was like, "I think we- that was a uh, Christmas time, two thousand twenty, I think." Yeah, yeah so that's that's a Chick Fil A show. Uh, that's a Chick Fil A show staple for sure. Love love us a WrestleMania seventeen margarita. Yeah, yeah but I'm not- drinking. I'm drinking yeah, one of our standard drinks. I'm on the uh, Broken Skull IPA, so I'm right there. Nice. With you. Oh, pour a little tequila in there, dude. We could do a uh, we could do like a WrestleMania 15. That could be like a shot of Terramana with a Broken Skull IPA. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear from the two bad chads at Turnbuckle Tavern. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. It's time for the figure four, your weekly dose of figure talk reminder. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles. Let's start off with the figure reveals of Unrivaled Series 8 from this week. So we've got MOC picks. They're up on Ringside Collectibles IG if you want to check those out. This is really kind of like the best friend series. Um, yeah. They got a couple of these coming our way in the next couple months with the best friends all together and dark order all together in one series. It's kind of nice. Mattel likes to spread them out over a couple series, which I get that strategy as well, but it's going to be nice to have this whole stable in one shot. So, uh, Sheena, what's your favorite figure from this set of reveals? Um, I like Chris Statlander, dude. I think, I think that figure is just beautiful. I love the face paint. I love her gear. It's just brightly colored. It's, it's, it's as toyetic as it comes. So I'm yeah. going with Chris Statlander. Yeah. For me, it's all about that Chase Mox, dude. You guys know Mox is my third favorite wrestler out there besides uh, Seth and Roman. Mox is number three. 
and they're giving us his kind of new Japan look with the uh, like the the I don't know what you call trunks. those. Yeah, well, they're like shorts the though. Yeah, they're like yeah. Uh, they're, they're like boxer they're boxer briefs. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, his, his wrestling <laughs> shorts, his actual wrestling gear, you know, which is pretty rare for Mox. Yeah. You know, he was he's always. He typically wrestles in jeans, which that can't be comfortable. But anyways, uh, yeah, the leather jacket with the shorts. Um, I, I still got a love hate relationship with the chases in AEW. I really prefer the way that uh, Mattel does their chases where the chases are all just basically color swaps. Um, yeah. They're not like a, whereas eight it, with a uh, jazz wears, they're really like totally a whole different, different figure sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Or significantly different attires. So, uh, definitely ups the collectability, but I really, you know, the other mocks we're getting in the series is kind of just like a basic mock. So it's kind of a bummer that this this really, really cool different one's going to be a yeah. royal pain in the ass to uh, to find. How about you, Marco? What's your favorite from this set? Man, I mean, I got to go with the pain maker, Chris Jericho. That's a cool figure. That too, is man. an awesome so, figure. And, and speaking of uh, chases, because that's also a chase, but it's the literally the pain maker is, is I think is a better figure than the chase yeah, definitely. Of it. It's 100, like 100%, man. Yeah, I don't I don't get what the uh what the what it was there, what they were going for there, but uh no, that that Painmaker Jericho, I mean I mean, I have been looking, I've been waiting for them to do that because obviously they're not going to say that's a new Japan uh, right. version of it, but it's it's essentially who he became um when he, you know, changes his iteration of uh, of Jericho at that time. So, but yeah, no, jacket sick. The only thing I really don't like about it is the um the painted on um in a circle shirt that he's wearing, but yeah, I can, yeah, I can, it's still cool though. Yeah, no, it's still a cool figure. That's that's definitely uh, my favorite out of that one. Yeah, I didn't really see myself being excited about a Chris Jericho figure in 2022, but uh, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out to Prince of Figures on uh, Instagram. He posts up the recipe. So the Chase Jericho, the one of three thousand, you could actually make that by taking the the regular Jericho from Series Eight and. Um, taking that lower half and the accessories and putting it on the the upper half of the uh, Amazon exclusive Jericho. So if you're uh, if you're on eBay looking for that Chase figure loose, beware. You know you <laughs> may be uh, you may be getting a hybrid um, if that makes a difference to you. So uh, Jordan, how about you, man? What did you think of Unrivaled Eight? Yeah, it's a really good series. I'm excited for this one. Um, I I did get it pre ordered, so happy about that. Uh, I'll go with the Jericho as well. Um, I, that's a great figure. Um, and that's the only one on ringside that is no longer available for pre-order unless you order yeah. the whole set. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was because I yeah I, went, I was going to order just that one by itself, but yeah, it's definitely not there. So you you got to do the full set if you need if you want that Jericho. But the best friends is awesome. I mean that yeah. that Orange Cassidy is great. The only problem is it's basically the same Orange Cassidy we already got, just with the best friends T-shirt attached yeah, to the jacket. Pretty much. Yeah. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't seem to have the pockets on it. Um, no, it does. It's it just does. the shirts. Yeah, no, it has oh, okay. a pop. Okay, come on, that's it. That's an innovation. I think the head yeah. scan might even be the same too. I think George, yeah. I think it's literally the exact same figure, just with a but different. With a different the, the, just that, a cl- yeah, they that kept the cloth. Was so though. popular though. No, no shame on them for for re-releasing it. And it is a really cool T-shirt. It comes with. Uh, moving on to Cella. So, in addition to that awesome Greg the Hammer Valentine rhythm and blues that we're finally seeing in Hasbro form, which is going to be incredible. Shout out yeah. to them for bringing us that. They had to, they called it the rock and roll, Greg the Hammer Valentine, instead of yeah. uh, Rhythm and Blues. I really hope we get that in the elite form. Um, I think that would be perfect for a Legends release. Uh, but they also, we've got the first shots of their their bone-crunching action figures, man. these uh, Marco, what did you think of these? I think they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, if you've, you've been around long enough to have collected the uh, first iteration 
of the WWF ones. I mean, you're pretty much in for a treat, but that uh, that Adam Bomb looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Adam Bomb looks awesome. Brian, Brian Clark, we should say as well. The, um, the thing I the love show. about them, the <laughs> thing I love about them, um, a little bit different from so Zombie Sailor Toys. You know, he's making the Hasbro style figures. They don't look like Hasbros though. They look like Hasbros with like 2022 technology, right? They look super lifelike and detailed. <laughs> these look like Jacks made these guys. You know, what I mean, these guys. These look like they're straight yeah. out of like Series Three bone crunching action with the kind of. You know, Little cartoony not, head sculpts. Yeah, cartoony head sculpts. Not super like high fidelity graphics on them and everything, right? Like kind of basic deco, but they look great. I'm all about this line. And for those that were worried, the uh, the blue meanie. Um, if you saw that proto, the writing on his shirt is kind of more of like a violet color. Uh, Cello's already come out and said that that was just a, a factory error with the sample. They're going to correct that, and the writing on his shirt will be in blue. Yeah. Um, we know we're getting Gilberg. Well, Dwayne Gill's Gilberg. Yeah. And then Gail Kim is going to be the first ever uh, true female BCA. You know, there were some females yeah. back in the BCA line, but they were always like the hard plastic managers figures and stuff. So um, really cool stuff there. Uh, Jordan, have you been collecting any of the cello figures so far? So I have a couple of them. Um, I, I haven't collected all of them, obviously, but I'm definitely going to do these BCAs. These are really cool. Um, but yeah, I've grabbed a couple of them, but not the whole set. All right, let's go. It's the uh, first uh, week of 2022. Let's, or we're into the first weekend now. So um, let's assume that we don't know any figures that are that are arriving yet. We haven't seen any of uh, the uh, figure reveals. So we're kind of going into this with a blank slate. Let's talk about our most wanted figures for this year. Sheena, w- w- what we're going to do, we're each going to pick two. We're going to pick a first time in the line figure, whether it be Mattel or Jazzwares. And then we're going to pick somebody that's already been made, but just in a new attire. So Sheena, I'm going to let you go first. What is your most wanted First time in the line figure this year. Oh, there's there's two that I want. Sorry, Johnny JB's gonna call me out. I don't think either one of you guys have any of these two. So can I say my two? First well, time. We're, in we're gonna do first time. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Sheena, do your classic. <clears throat> don't leave any meat on the bone for anybody else. To there talk we go. About. Let's ride the fence with Sheena. <laughs> Sheena's <laughs> like Sheena's like you know she's in the second match of the night. And she's busting out table spots like she's like I really like this one. Bats and everything. But this one's you know, gonna be so. good. But this one's yeah. also great. But I like Lower this one. the damn cage. But this yeah, is awesome. exactly. <laughs> Texas Texas Deathmatch, second match of the night. She was looking the show. Well, I, again, if I thought it was going to be something that any of you guys would choose, you know, I'm kind of always out on a limb by myself. But uh, I, I really want a negative one figure. I want a Brody Jr. figure from AEW. I think that would be super awesome. All right, she's going to try to tug on the heartstrings to get us started. Tug on and the heartstrings. Right, yeah, I want a, I want a negative one. dusty in here. That's right. And then, what if it was uh, in a two-pack? Oh, don't like the uh, uh, Ghostbusters two pack. You gonna get me? <laughs> oh up. no! That, no. that would be, oh, dude, no, no, no. That should be, dude. That would be an incredible ringside exclusive, dude. If they did negative one and they Brody together, dude, that would be oh, oh my gosh, that would be the best selling figure set uh, of the year, hands down. Also, and then I'm gonna go with. Marco freaking stunt, dude. What the F is going on? Where is Marco? Like we have two sets of Jurassic Express and no Marco. So I'm going with the little guys. I want negative one and I want Marco. So those are my, those are my first time in lines that I want. Marco, how about you? What's your picks, man? For for your Uh, first time in the line. So first time in line, let's see. I think only because I want to see this in, in, uh, in like figure form. I want to see the, uh, the TBS championship. So Let's get let's throw a Jade in there. Let's throw a Jade Cargill um, with the TBS championship. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so I, I, I kind of want to see how they would top the the Tay Conti uh, figure mm-hmm. since that's technically their best one. 
yeah. that they've had already. I know a lot of people love the Britt Baker, you know, the the blood one, but uh, no, the Tay Conti's the the top of the line right now. So definitely interested to see what that what that one will look like uh, for new attire. Huh. Well, hold on. Oh, we'll, we'll go around for the first times. So we'll come back okay. right for new attires. Right, oh, Jordan, actually, you know, before we move on to Jordan, the Gail Kemp is in the retro line. Oh, so I she's thought the, I saw that she was in the bone. I thought she was getting a bone cruncher. No, she's she's a she's actually a retro. So she'll be the second retro next to um, uh, what do you call it? What am I forgetting her name? Oh, they said they're making an uncensored. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, I, I got mixed up. Yeah, so they announced the they said the retro and she's getting an uncensored. So yep. no BCA though. Okay, good good catch, good catch. Uh, Jordan, what's your pick for first time in the line? I'm gonna go Braun Breaker. I just this dude is so toyetic. <laughs> like yeah. this figure would be gold, and I, I think it would never sit on the pegs. This is great figure, other than his name. So I'll go Braun. He could come with that big X that he broke during his entrance on uh, awesome. Tuesday night, also for the accessory. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, for me, he's not wearing the black gear. I think oh, the God. biggest uh, the biggest kind of gap in Mattel's amazing WWE line at this point is the '80s managers. All right, we got Bobby Heenan. And we yeah. got Miss Elizabeth, but it's really been few and far between since then. And the managers were such a big part of the scene back then. I've been watching a lot of the old Coliseum videos and almost every single heel wrestler had a manager. So we need to start getting those going. And yeah. I think the figure to open the floodgates on that would be a Captain Lou Albano. 100%. I think that would be an awesome figure. Uh, we've seen Mattel do the soft goods Hawaiian shirts with Elite 28 Bray Wyatt and with that flashback Razor Ramon figure. So we know they can execute that part. Dude was super toyetic with the freaking rubber bands and earrings in his beard and stuff and the goatee. And I just I think he's the most needed manager. He'd go great with uh, the British Bulldogs or anybody else really wanted to put him with. So, yeah, Captain Lou Albano is my most wanted first time in the line figure for yeah. this year. All right, Sheena, it's back around to you. Pick a an attire of someone that we've seen before. So I really want a hangman but I want him in his like cowboy drip, like his, you know, when he's coming out to the oh, ring, so not street clothes, street hangman. clothes, hangman dude, where he's just got the tassels and you know, the boots and the yeah. jeans and the belt, like the whole, the whole nine. They so I want like cowboy the, shit. They could do uh, like the Amazon Jericho, like something like that, where you had just the base figure and you yeah. had a couple different shirts and stuff. It yeah. would be awesome, dude. Cause yeah. he, he just always looks like a million bucks when he comes out in his street clothes. So I want to, I want a street clothes hangman is what I'm wanting for a, 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 a figure that like we it. have in new yeah. attire. I would be all over that. Uh, Marco, man, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the uh, Sheena ride the fence. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> um, I so, grant you permission, Marco. Thank thank you, Sheena. Um, but yeah, so my so what my one new attire um, would definitely be the it's gonna be a three pack. You got to go with the uh, the trio of vengeance, which is uh, CM Punk, uh, Sting, and Darby okay. Allen in there in the face yeah. paint. Yeah. I think that that. Great that alone, I mean, that's, that's definitely going to be made. I, mean, I feel like that's, that's a ringside exclusive way to happen, man. For you sure. You think so? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they, they, could, they could maybe do it in the line also. No one, no one our, you know, our good friend Jeremy, that uh, the Sting with the CM Punk face paint will be like a one in 100 super chase or something, you know? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Oh, but yeah, great, great pick, man. That I was think, that yeah. was, that was all. Yeah. That was super cool. You know, you had Darby Allen with like the pink Sting style face mm-hmm. paint. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, the the face paint on. I, I'm just curious to see how they would do the uh, the Sting, the Sting face paint with the uh, with the you know the cross fists. Um, that was pretty wild. How detailed that would be. So, but yeah, but um, but my other one would. I mean, for new attire, 
I mean, I think that would be probably. You know, what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ride the fence. I'll let. I'll let Jordan go. I'll be. I'll be I'm not gonna do the. Shoot <laughs> You're gonna we can't gracious, have graciously bow out. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, Jordan. What's your uh, new attire you wanted? They have to give us the Lucha Bros from All Out in their entrance gear. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we yeah. we have to get those figures. Like that'd be I, awesome. I don't, I don't care how you do it. Just get it done. Those figures are so. I, I can just imagine them in my head, and I mean that whole match you could put in a, a figure, like do like a ringside exclusive of that whole match. And I'm buying it day one. Like that, those figures for the Lucha Bros would be so good. Yeah. AEW has been killing it with the, uh, with the attires and stuff here over the last year, man. I think, I think there's room. I, I love the simplicity that Jazzverse has had with just the unrivaled and unmatched line and a few exclusives sprinkled in. I think there's room for like some sort of defining moments or ultimate edition style line in the AEW figures. Hopefully that's something we could see in 2022 to really get us some of these like super detailed, intricate attires and it, with entrance gear and everything come out. You know, I'd, I'd be willing to pay the extra money for, for some of those executions, but, but yeah, great picks all the way around for me. This has been my most wanted attire for a long time now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to speak it into existence until Wait, it happens. I, I know what it is. What is it? It's Cody as the Homelander. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. Man. Believe it or not, it is, you know it's funny, <laughs> Cody. One of my most wanted figures. It's not it's not my pick, but. You kind of teed it up. I really want the natural Dustin Rhodes. Hopefully, in the Luminaries line, we can get that. Ooh, um, that'd be great. Yeah, you know they're they're doing the they're doing the the AAA version of Chris Jericho from his days when he was, uh, you know, Corazon de Leon, you know, yeah. the Lionheart down in Mexico. So um, maybe we could get a natural Dustin Rhodes. That'd be figure. sick. But my pick is Royal Rumble 1994. Brett the Hitman Hart with the uh, the black and white speckled gear. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah. It was such a such an awesome event for him. This when he won the Royal Rumble, tied with Lex Luger. He got his leg kicked out of his leg. Um, <laughs> big night, big night for for Brett. Yeah, big night for Brett. So so that's that's my pick. Hopefully, all of our figure wishes come true. Um, it is the golden age to be a wrestling figure collector, and I can't wait to see what all the different companies bring us in twenty twenty two. You guys ready to get back to the in ring action? Let's, Let's go. Do it. All right, so Wednesday night, it was a big night. We saw wrestling return to TBS. It, uh, Even though I thought it was Mage with Dynamite being on TNT, TNT is definitely the more prestigious channel over TBS. It definitely hit me kind of right in my feel spot because when I was coming up, wrestling on TBS was like, that was what I made a point to watch every single week before Raw came out. Yep. WCW Saturday night at uh, 6.35 Eastern on the Superstation. <laughs> it's me and my papa Clyde, man. We would sit in my granny's basement and we would watch it, man, like without fail. That's just what we did. We'd go over and like my mom and my granny would be upstairs visiting and me and my papa Clyde would be down in the basement watching, uh, you know, it was looking back and like, dude, I don't know how I sat through these matches, but you know, when you're a little kid, you got a, a better attention span or you just less, uh, you know. You're, less, You're less distracted too. Yeah, we're, we're watching yeah. like Arn Anderson versus Paul Lorndorf. I mean, like what, a were your, what were your what were your other options for entertainment at Granny's house? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, you know, my yeah, it's like old school toys, like you know, a ball in a cup and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was cool seeing wrestling back on TBS. Um, they kicked it off with a straight up banger with Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page Part Two. Uh, Jordan, what did you think of this match? The, man, I, I honestly thought that I had high expectations for this match, and I honestly thought it over-delivered. Yeah. Um, the storytelling in this match was fantastic. Um, I loved the numerous hints at uh, Hangman doing the buckshot lariat. It, 
I, I love this match. Um, as I said, the last show, um, Daniel Bryan was my wrestler, or Brian Danielson was my wrestler of the year. This match gave me no reason to still not go with that. I, yeah. I know he lost, but I mean, dude, that match was so awesome. And the whole time I thought Brian Danielson's going to win this match, and I was happy he didn't because I love Hangman, but that match was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. I was yeah. glad the judges didn't get involved, even though that was a nice touch because that was an old school 80s NWA WCW thing having a match with judges. Um, but yeah, hell of a match. I don't think it quite top number one, but you know, it's kind of hard to top a 60 minute time limit. Yeah, draw. Uh, Marco, who do you think should be the next challenger for Hangman? Um, for some reason, all right. So I think, I think Brian Danielson's gonna get another shot for some reason because the first match was a draw. And then they had a second match, so they can do a third, essentially, because he technically didn't lose that first time that they that they won. So I think he's sometime in the near future. I think uh, Brian Danielson's going to get another shot. Will it be against Hangman? I don't know, but I mean, hopefully, because I want to see them go for a third a third time. But the next challenger, I think, I mean, it has to be MJF, right? Like he's. I mean, after whatever happens with him and CM Punk. It seems like what um, they teased. seems like they kind of teased MJF going for it and then CM Punk screwing him over. You know, yeah, so. so, I mean, he already has a loss on his record. So his uh, first year, you know, with a loss on his record isn't looking good for that. But, uh, yeah, I think I think MJF is the, I mean, you know, you have the, babe, the, the white meat baby face of, you know, Hangman and then like the red hot heel of MJF. I mean, who I think that I think he's the. I mean, I don't see anyone else personally that would go against Hangman for the title, unless you guys have any other people on your mind. Um, I mean, AEW's got so many people kind of in the mix that there's, you know, there's a lot of people you could instantly get pushed up to that level. But MJF is definitely MJF's right. MJF's the, top the yeah, he's, had. he's the obvious answer. I feel like somebody like Miro though would be really cool. Yeah, dude. Miro's I feel like I mean, been he, in yeah. a holding pattern since he lost the TNT Championship. Yeah. I can see that. That could be nice for like a short term yeah. feud if you're not going for something. Yeah, epic. I don't think. Yeah, too, too every crazy. every feud doesn't have to be like some epic like long term storytelling. Do sometimes you just need a little you know a little appetizer. Just you know, need a little bit of time. You know, it, get Hangman's feud another couple months. Yeah, yeah. I, I could totally see yeah. Hangman and Miro be at main eventing a pay per view. Um, you guys huh. talk about MJF. If you guys want to get on social media, search for it. MJF, you know, he's famous for like Sheena was talking about earlier, keeping kayfabe 24 seven. Uh, he actually started to break character a little bit at an autograph signing today. I saw the clip on, oh, uh, yeah. it, on square circle is, uh, he was, uh, getting a picture with a little kid and he was like <laughs> doing his best not to start laughing and like smiling and stuff. He finally just like handed the kid back to his parents. So you guys got to get him out of here because you know, he was about to, uh, <laughs> well, he, he was yeah, definitely he, losing his heel edge. Yeah. He gave the kid the finger and the picture <laughs> and then the kid, and the kid gave, him gave him it right fingers. back. Yeah. Well, he was like, you're not supposed to do two finger. And he's like, get this kid out of here. And he just like <laughs> pass him off. But yeah, I know. I, pretty sweet clip. You know, I know nothing really about MJF in his real life, but I feel like he's probably one of like the nicest guys in like real life. You know, I, I imagine he, that in my mind, like he, he just like turns on his heel. He, he may be a, he may be an asshole in, in real life. I don't know. But in yeah. my mind, I'm just like, he's like, he goes home and he like, you know, like pets his cat and like plays with babies. And you know <laughs> I'll what say I mean? This. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll agree with you on that. I'll say this. Usually the, the, the guys that can pull off a hail like the best on TV, they're usually the nicest guys in in real life. Like look yeah. at look at Brian Danielson. Look at Brian, like, I was gonna say Brian Danielson. Like, he like he he goes full like hail mode. When he's a hail, he like he he loves it. He just goes into it. 
Same yeah. thing with MJF. I think he's the same way. I mean, yeah. I mean, but, and Brian Danielson's like one of the most like caring, compassionate, like, yeah. you know, thoughtful human beings yeah. on the face nice, of the planet. Yeah. Nice guys are usually the, like when they want to be like assholes, they can be complete assholes. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I can, well, just I look can, at the, I can look vouch the for that MJF, personally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, it's, it's a, no I'm, like, I'm a nice, I'm a real nice guy, but like if I want to turn it on, and be a complete a hole. I'll. I mean, I just I let can't loose. See it, man. Marco, you're like one of the like most genuinely sweet people that's, I know. Man. That's I, the I, thing, but that's the <laughs> that's the trick. You're yeah, like the nicest guy, side. but then like if someone gets you mad enough, and you know it's 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 a wrap because mm-hmm. you know you just let it all go. So we're gonna have a dark side of the Marco at some point. Oh, we, we yeah. might. You never know. I mean, some might. So something might happen on Twitter one day where someone <laughs> might just like flip a switch and I might just go off and uh and, and do something bad, but. But yeah. <laughs> so Marco, thanks for going to get Hangman Danielson part two. Sheena, where do you think uh, the American Dragon is going to go from here? How mage would it be if Danielson, you know, his he's just his heel, right? Kind of like smarmy, kind of smart assy. And then we bring back the ultimate baby face, John Moxley, and have them oh, kick wow. off. Have oh, them man. kick off. Have them kick off a feud. And it would, I love that idea, dude. It would just be imagine. Uh, imagine Mox, you know, makes his return. That's how you, you know you could hype it up for a couple weeks and just start dynamite with that. And he could give a real heartfelt promo. And then Daniel Bryan yes. comes out and interrupts I can, him. And I can totally see. Like I'm, I'm picturing it in my mind right now because you know Daniel Bryan has that holier than thou persona, and he's gonna yeah. take, he's gonna it. take John Moxley's demons, yeah, his rehab oh. and all that, and just like shit all over it, you know. Oh, and hey, it's gonna make, to go, it's gonna uh, make Mox the ultimate babyface and Bryan the, the ultimate <laughs> heel. Hey, I want him to go. Uh, if you guys remember the Jerry Lawler and Jake oh, no. the Snake Roberts feud in 1996, <laughs> when Jerry Lawler was only pouring alcohol down Jake's mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, imagine that Please, imagine, no. imagine oh. that feud with better performers man no, no shade to jake robertson they're two of the absolute all-time greats you don't, you but don't. think about how bad that was man and this was this was even the attitude era we were still in the new generation era jerry lawler was running down J- uh, jake roberts about being such a drunk literally beat him up and poured alcohol down his mouth oh, <laughs> like that's you're you know, you don't, you don't remember the uh, the the classic Jeff Hardy hit and run angle in WWE when he was coming yeah. back from rehab, and then that, uh, that was nothing compared <laughs> to Jake and Jerry Lawler. That yeah, was so, so bad. You know, yeah. AW they will they they'll pull the claws out. You know, when on the promos and stuff. So oh, I just yeah. think Hopefully, Daniel Bryan yeah. could be really you know, or Brian Danson, excuse me, could just be really condescending. Oh. You know, congratulating Mox on that stuff. So if if they want to make that, if they want to bring that into kayfabe, which I don't know if they do, and um, yeah, but if, if they do, they could do some really, really good stuff Damn. to just turn the heat up even higher. Mm. On. And then, yeah. and then the match. Would I mean, be the insane. fact that they've acknowledged it on TV and on their social media and all of the things, I feel like not that it's. I don't think anybody's demons are fodder for entertainment. Like, I don't think if he's not cool with it, then we shouldn't do it. But. Yeah. I feel like John, Mox loves wrestling. Mox is a yeah, is a, he's just a hardcore, and he wants wrestling to be like real and heartfelt. And I feel yeah. like that would be a really a really good way for him to just get into character and just be like, you know, f this guy, you know. So I uh, I'm here for it, you know. The great thing is AEW's just firing on all cylinders right now, so it's going to be great whatever they do. What, what was you going to say, Jordan? Do it at uh, Double or Nothing. Do a sobriety chip on a pole match in Las Vegas. Sobriety chip. Or you could run. You could run back like the Mimosa Mayhem gimmick. Just fill up a couple tanks full of uh, like whiskey or something. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, this has gone off the rails. Yeah, no, uh, that, 
Wait, I mean, you is, can also, go ahead. I was going to say, this feels like a Patreon exclusive. Hey, or... so, hey, here, here you go. I'm going to go full Vince Russo. It's the sinker, <laughs> the sinker swim ladder match, all right? So you got, it's a ladder match, but there's also two giant tubs of whiskey on the outside. The only way Daniel Bryan can win is by knocking Mox into the tank of whiskey. The only way Mox can win is by climbing the ladder and getting a sobriety chip from the top of it, man. So... <laughs> Maybe you could even uh, you could even do the three stages of hell, but make it the uh, 12, 12 steps of hell too as well. You could do that. We will put a link to uh, Alcoholics oh Anonymous. Uh, also. So if anyone's struggling with issues, you know it's a very it's a we're se- we're laughing because you know we're sick human beings, but it it, it is a serious issue. So. Yeah. Yeah, and shame on shame on you guys for for using this for a wrestling storyline. Oh yeah, us. <laughs> you started it. Yeah, wow. He'll uh, turn on us. Jeez. Right there. Oh, so man. book it. Co-main event for Double or Nothing this year, the 12 Steps of Death Sink or Swim ladder match between Mox and uh, Brian Danielson. <laughs> so right yeah, chip on a pole. Yeah. All right, let's go back to some more uh some more lighthearted stuff. Uh, we saw Jade become the first TBS champion. I think she's going to do big things with that belt. Um, she's still got a, lo- a ways to go in ring, but mm-hmm. the look, the presentation, everything is on point. Um, I think we're all happy for her. Main event, we saw Jurassic Express finally get the yes. AEW tag team belts. That was so awesome. Great match. Uh, how about that Phoenix injury, man? Jordan, what did you think about Ooh. that? We saw the dude's elbow bend completely yeah. in the wrong direction. It was, it, was, it was fine. When they said that he didn't break his elbow, I was like... What is this? Dude, I like know, a I don't machine? Know what his, I don't know what his bones are made out of, but I need to be getting whatever supplementation that he's on. <laughs> hey, he, he must be on like, that. He must be on that Buka too, Sheen. <laughs> yeah, he's on the, he's <laughs> the booch. Yeah, because uh, dude, if, that's like the cure for like aging, dude. Because if you can fall and like your hips are just made of rubber, then yeah, you're never gonna break a hip, dude. So like we need we need whatever Phoenix is on. We need to bottle that up and sell it because. That is, that shit is gold. Yeah, that was a nasty, nasty. I mean, you could tell, dude. Luch, uh, Luchasaurus put some stink on that choke slam. Like even when it happened, without seeing the injury, like me and Sheena were both like, "Damn, want mm-hmm. that choke slam!" And then you see it in slow mo that Phoenix kind of got his arm behind him. So luckily, it wasn't broke. So it's still a pretty major injury. A dislocated elbow is nothing yeah. to uh, sneeze at. There may be some soft tissue damage there also, but. It's not a broken bone, so he'll be back uh, better than ever once he comes back. Uh, Sheena, I know you got some thoughts on this. So we get the good, the awesome oh, moment. No. Tarzan <laughs> boys bumping. They're celebrating with the belts. And <laughs> Christian is in the ring with them. Uh, take it away. I just feel, dude, I, I feel like it was, it's, I don't want to say out of place, because clearly he's been a part of their storyline for going on some time now. But it should have ended a long time ago. Like, I've been calling for this to be over for a while. And I don't know if if they're just putting him with Jurassic Express to keep him relevant or whatever. And I've, I've heard some people who were a fan of it, you know, they're like, oh, it's like, you know, he's the... Um, He's the mentor and the mentee, and they finally, you know, reach the reach the mountaintop, you know, the tag team champions. But it just felt so out of place, especially considering like it wouldn't have been so bad if Marco Stunt had been out there celebrating with them. But Marco Stunt has been there since day one, right? And although he's not like a main 
force in this tag team. He's definitely like their hype man, and he's definitely pulled some hijinks and shenanigans and stuff like that during during matches. And I feel like I think he was a full fledged third he, member. He is of a full fledged Jurassic Express. He yeah, is I think a full fledged. Yeah, maybe I am underselling it, but he he is a full fledged third member. He was of part the of the team. vibe. You know what I mean? Exactly. And then you got Christian. This like I like Christian. Okay, he doesn't even like fit into the vibe, guy. dude. Yeah. Marco's like kind of like you know wiry and small, and you know he he's kind of got that. He reminds me of Spot from Good Dinosaur. You know, like he's. <laughs> He's he's got like that little like a caveman type vibe. So I feel like he's a much better fit. Then you got Christian out there, you know, always looking like he's looking for he's something. He's trying to be the cool dad. He, yeah, cool dad vibes. That is exactly. He's got cool dad vibes. And it just felt so out of place for me. And I just, man, I'm ready for Christian to unhitch his uh his wagon to mm, them. Yeah. Uh, it would even if like you if you had to have Christian out there. You still could have brought Marco out for the exactly, exactly. You know, so. I wouldn't have been mad at that. I mean, he came out whenever the Jurassic Express or whenever Jungle Boy won the um, Casino Battle Royal. He, like Marco came out, Luchasaurus yeah. came out, and then all of a sudden, like, so Mar- I don't know Marco's if something happened behind the scenes or not. I know well, Marco; he's also a musician. He's been working on, uh, you know, that was kind of like the company line. I saw a couple people say, "Well, you know, Marco's, at, you know, off doing his music thing right now," but. I feel like you needed him there for that moment. It just, it hit, like, it was still really, really cool, but it wasn't quite on point as it should It took it down a peg. Yeah, yeah I mean, been, Marco, from one Marco to another, what, what's your take on this situation? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is very tough not seeing, uh, seeing, a, seeing a person that was with them since the beginning, you know, celebrating, like, wins and stuff like that, and also being a part of the match at some, you know, some some points uh, during the match. But um, I've been reading some, um, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff on it, and it seems like... Um, TK uh, isn't uh, up for renewing Marco's uh, contract anytime Damn. soon. So Damn, so spoiler wow. alert, we're not getting that figure I want. <laughs> yeah, so probably not. Yeah, so that, I mean, those are the rumors. I mean, that, you know, obviously Turnbuckle Tavern will have a, uh, if they're, you know, reading up on this, but the rumors are, I mean, there's some, you know, AEW um, uh, be- beginning people uh, that were there from the beginning that aren't getting like, um, was it Kip Sabian? Um, what was that? The the two hype dudes. I forget their names. What am I? It's, uh, they were those like Frank, Mar- uh, TK. Uh, the hybrid two. The hybrid two. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that like those guys are like. It seems like a like that group. Obviously, they haven't been getting TV time. They haven't been on mm-hmm. AW Dark or Rampage at all. Um, but like, like I said, I've been reading the rumors are um, TK is uh, not up for renewing any of their. Their contracts. Marco, any, Marco's going to go write an article about how uh, TK yeah. discriminates against short people, and, and then, then TK is going to fire back and be like, "Look, I got Adam Cole. Yeah, I got, ju- <laughs> I got Jungle Boy. I got I all hook. these. I, I got Hook. I, I got said all Hook. Yeah, we love we love shorties. You you just can't wrestle. Yeah, I, I should actually tweet something out like that. And add, add TK and be like, hey, how come you're not you're discriminating against short people? Just Tony Khan hates short people. That's the tweet, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that is it is upsetting that we're not gonna get a like the hopeful three pack. I understand. Of, um, I understand you can't Jurassic keep Express. Yeah, you can't keep everybody and sometimes people gotta go, especially now with you know all the acquisitions that they've gotten from other I feel like Marco was so cool. Companies, though, but yeah. I, yeah, I loved Marco and um I mean I would take Marco over Christian. If you told me straight up like only one of these people can stay in AEW, like I know that's a hot take, but I would keep Marco Stone over yeah, Christian. Yeah, dude, I Christian would too. is just like, he's just like straight up average. He's like vanilla ice cream to me, man, right? Like, he's, it's never bad, but like, I, I've never once been excited for a Christian match. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But <sighs> is, is it a hot take, though? Like, Christian, right? Maybe it's not. Tells I, I don't know. Else again? 
Yeah, like, I feel like there's right. I feel like there's people out there that really really love Christian, but for me, like he was ever since he cut his hair, dude, he's never been his mage. Like I love Christian, like the Christian and Edge tag team, and I loved him in the Brood. Short hair Christian has never done it for me though, man. Yeah, no. and Marco's homegrown. That's the thing yeah. I love about Marco is like you know Christian came from you know from WWE, and he's like you know WWE like legend like hall of fame territory where it's like he's an he's an old head you know what I mean? he's not and, even like a new young spry uh wwe talent yeah so I just and marco like- just complimented jurassic express so much and christian doesn't christian's just there marco was like there bringing the energy like you know they'd have some crazy spot marco would go and grab the camera and like look directly into it you know yeah. and like I don't know. I he just complimented felt- the vibe. They were, it was like kind of like New Day ish. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like it was like they they all just kind of work symbiotically together. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's hear from Extra Cooler before we get into Battle of the Belts. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, before we get into Battle of the Belts, we do need to make one small uh, divergence. Uh, I meant to do this during the beverage break, but uh, like Jordan, I kind of been sipping all day and, uh, you know, let something slide by me. It's time for us to make our Super Bowl picks. You know, it is the final week of the NFL season and the only game left is the Chargers and Raiders. The Raiders are currently winning that game at halftime, 17-14. The winner will go on to the playoffs. The loser will go home, but the rest of the field is set. Sheena, you're going to go first and I'm making <laughs> Sheena go first for the, you know, we're not doing video this week. I'm holding Sheena's phone. So Sheena has basically no idea who's even in the playoff field. So let's see if she can even get two teams that are in the playoffs. Um, what is your Super Bowl pick, Sheen? I'm going to say the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Against who? <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... 49ers are coming on strong, but Jimmy G's got a bad thumb. I just don't know if Jimmy G can is going to be healthy all through the playoffs. But they did. The 49ers did win today in the overtime to clinch a playoff spot. So that's uh, not only, a bad The only pick. reason I know that is because our friend Matt from the Extra Cooler Show is a huge Niners fan. Yeah. And he was posting in our <laughs> in our chat. They, they had a big win today. So Niners are they're, they're a tough team. But who's coming, who are they going to be facing out of the AFC? The Titans. Okay. I think Sheena's saying that just because I'm sitting right next to her wearing a Julio Jones <laughs> Titans jersey. So. That doesn't mean that the Titans are in the playoffs, though. <laughs> all right. Uh... Marco, what's your pick for the Super Bowl? Damn, uh, are we picking just one team to win the Super Bowl? Or nah, who's gonna me, beat if, the Super yeah, Bowl? yeah, who's gonna give me your prediction? Who's gonna who's gonna win? Who are they gonna beat? Oh man! Uh, also, good job on Sheena. She's watched almost no football this year. She used to be a hardcore fan, but after Super Bowl Fifty One, she kind of just ditched football. But she still was able to uh, cop together two teams that were in the play. Not actually not a bad Super Bowl pick. I can see Niners over Titans. You're welcome. Mark wow! Yeah, it's, yeah. The Titans are what the number one. They're the number one seed. Home yeah. throughout. Um, let's see. I'm still. I think I picked this at the beginning of the NFL season. I think we did this. I'm still going yep. with the Bucks, the Buccaneers, uh, in the NFC. I know the Packers are the number one there, but I think uh, I think I mean, old you can Tommy. Never, you can never count out Tommy Boy. Yeah, I think know? I think Tommy has a has right. um, Rogers number there. Who are they facing? They will face. Oof, 
I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go Bucks Chiefs again. Bucks Chiefs. Go three straight AFC championships. I, right. I think so. so yeah. Picking, are you picking Bucks over Chiefs again? Yeah. Straight up running back from last year. All right. Solid Let's pick. Do it. Jordan, what's your pick? Okay, so before the season, I picked Buffalo and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> going Tampa Bay. Okay. But I'm gonna go the Titans win the Super Bowl. Nice. That would be awesome. The only the main reason I think this is because all right, they can't beat Kansas City at Kansas City in the playoffs. Well, now they don't have to do that. And they got a fresh King Henry coming back. Like El Tractor Cito is coming back hundred percent, dude. Like I, I bet I bet this this week before um they clinched home field, I bet the Titans doing the Super Bowl just because I think they have a good as shot as anybody. And the AFC is pretty much wide open. Yeah. And, and the once, Titans once and the you get there, this, anything can happen. Yeah, the Titans beat the shit out of the Chiefs when they played this year, too. The Titans wrecked the Chiefs yeah, and the Bills. The uh, the Patriots are the only team in the AFC that uh, really beat up on the on the Titans, man. Um, for me, I, at, the, at the start of the season, I picked the Bills over the Falcons. Obviously, the Falcons did not have the shot in the arm that we thought they were going to get from the new head coach. Although I do think the Falcons are better than their record showed. They just, uh, they were just kind of up and down. Man. I don't know. I, I still can't really put my finger on what the deal is with the Falcons. Cause it seems like the talent's there, but it's like some weeks they got it. Some weeks they don't. So obviously that one crashed and burned, but the bills were my pick to win the super bowl. I'm sticking with that. I think it's going to be the bills over the bucks. Um, the bucks are banged up on injuries and stuff, but I feel like yeah. Tom Brady has reached that Michael Jordan level where like, his teammates just believe they're going to win. You know, like just him being on the team, his teammates believe it and they play harder because they feel like we're going to find a way to win this thing, man. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pivot to, to bills over bucks. So I'm right there with you, Jordan. I think, uh, uh, well, no, you said, you said you, you bailed on the bills, huh? So at the beginning of the season, I did pick bills to win the Super Bowl over the bucks, which pretty impressive considering they're both still in it. Um, but I just, I feel like the Titans, man, I, I think they're going to make a run. Yeah. Julio's healthy. Henry's healthy. I feel like it, they're going to make a run. And they got the buy. The buy is bigger than ever now with the 14, 14 team playoffs. Only two teams get the buy. So, uh, that's a huge advantage. So they just got to win two games at home and they're right there in the Super Bowl. All right. So for all the, yeah, hopefully we haven't, you know, I know we got, <laughs> Sheena's going to sleep. We, we could do a whole spinoff just previewing the playoffs. I know me, maybe we'll do that, man. Maybe we'll boot Sheena off one night and we'll do a guy's night and just me, Jordan and uh, Marco will do a full breakdown on the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I know nice. we can get it going. Um, Battle of the belt. So I'll kick this one off, man. I was definitely a little bit let down. So when, when this this thing got announced, it was part of the uh, the press release when they announced that Dynamite was going to be going to TBS. They said Rampage would stay on TNT, and there would be four specials on TNT every year. It was presented to us that this was going to be AEW's version of Clash of the Champions. So you can find all the old WCW Clash of the Champions on the network. For those that don't know, those were basically like a pay-per-view on free TV. They were akin to what NXT has done with like great American bash, new year's evil, Halloween havoc cards of that level. This was not that this was really just kind of a one-off with three championship matches, which was still kind of cool, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I was really expecting like something more, like I said, like a clash of the champions. And it wasn't that, but it was a fun show. We saw the uh, interim TMT champion crown, which is that's something that's common in like UFC and boxing, but we really haven't seen too many interim champions in wrestling, uh, Jordan, what what yeah. do you think about this man, Sammy G, getting a uh, a TNT title back uh, just about one week after losing it? 
so it just feels weird that he would get it back right away. Um, I love Sammy G, obviously, but man, I don't know, man. I was just let down by this whole show. Like the wrestling itself was good for it being an hour long. It's just I don't know, man. When you when you hype this up the way they did, and you only have an hour of wrestling, and I don't know, man. It, it just didn't hit for me, but. Sammy G winning the title it is what it is, but dude, I was really pulling for Dustin. I wanted to see Dustin and Cody wrestle I know. for the title. And if they're doing, you know, we've been doing a lot of fantasy booking on this show. I felt like if they're really leaning into this Cody heel turn, how cool would it have been to see Dustin finally get some gold in AEW and then Cody be the one to just freaking stomp it away from him? You know, I thought that would have really yeah. got some heat on him. But either way, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Sammy and Cody's next match will be fire. I'm a WrestleMania 10 purist. That's like one of my all-time favorite shows. So anytime you got two champs holding belts, it's got to end in a ladder match, man. That's just like a kayfabe rule for me, like WrestleMania 10 with Razor and Sean. So hopefully we get a ladder match with both of those TNT belts um, up there, and and we'll see who wins out of Cody and Sammy. Uh, Sheen, what would you think about the belts? Like you said, I, <clears throat> again, AEW, they – Overpromise and underdeliver. I got it right that time. They, uh, so yeah, if this had well just done. been a, if this had just been a regular episode, um, you know, of TV, I'd have been like, oh, cool, you know, great show. But again, I, I just had higher expectations for what was going to happen, and uh, I was a little let down. So yeah, just echoing everything that you guys said. Uh, Britt Baker finally defeated Rio. That was kind of a thorn in her side. She had never beat her before. Uh, Marco, I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. Who is gonna be the the female to finally take that belt off of DMD? Oh man, um, that's gonna be that's 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 a that's a tough one, um, right? I mean, there's nobody uh, there's nobody be, on the horizon right now, man. Like, no, I mean, you, you can go Thunder Rosa, you can bring that back again, yeah. Maybe, um, maybe uh, Sheeta, but other than that, no, there's there's not much. I mean, if they if they're gonna build uh, Jade enough. I mean, she might, I mean, physically, yeah, she's probably the only one that can probably, you know, dominate Britt Baker and take the title off of her. And maybe have like, maybe have her be a dual champ, have both TBS and the AEW Women's Champion. So who knows? We'll see. But I mean, right now, I think that Jade's probably the only one I can think of um, physically that can take the title off of Britt Baker. Jordan, you're the women's wrestling expert, man. Whatever happened to Abaddon? I always <laughs> thought that she was like really cool. I feel like we haven't seen her in like a year, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. Is it just that her like look does not translate to AEW style? I I, I don't get it. Like, I think it's a little it bit too. Like yeah, was, it's a little bit too mystical, magical, dark. Like they don't. You, I don't really feel like W or AEW has the production. I guess they do Malachi Black, but he's he's yeah. That's what I was gonna he's say. He's still a little yeah. bit. He's still a little bit like uh, human. I guess I should say. You know, I feel like it's uh, a, it's a little yeah, different for the women too. Like. I mean, it took a lot for them to do what they did with Alexa and WWE. Like, I mean, they had, doing, to, hitch, like, they had some, to hitch her to Bray to make that work. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you're doing an otherworldly character, like, it sometimes it's hard to do it. And I don't know, maybe that's what she's suffering from. But, dude, she was on such a high there for a while. I just felt like they were going to do something with her. And, man, I don't even remember the last time we saw yeah, her. Yeah, it's been what a long it? time. October, November. She's been on Dark and stuff. I'm, I'm looking at her IG right now. She's had some matches on Dark. Um, okay, that explains. I mean, it. so yeah. she's you know, I really don't want to totally put this out there, but because she, if you look on her IG, she always blurs her real face. I mean, she's an attractive looking lady though, so they could definitely do yeah, something she's hot. 
like you said, like, uh, you know, a Bray Wyatt style where she could not not necessarily be in the full get up every time. But I really dug that character, you know, that she used to kind of be like hiding backstage and stuff. Like, like I said, similar to Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. Um, I think they could do something with her if they wanted to push that. But I don't know. It looks like Britt Breaker is going to have a long run, which, you know, more power to her. She's probably one of the top two or three stars in the company right now. So she's definitely earned it. Um, Sheen, do we got some listener mail for this week? We do. All right. Our buddy Johnny JB says, with the current Impact Knockouts champion participating in the Rumble, any dream matches that you would like to see in the future between Impact and WWE? Uh, Moose versus anybody. I, I really was wishing that Moose was going to come to WWE when his contract was up a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, Quinn Ojanaka. I've been a fan of this dude since he was an offensive lineman for the Falcons. I don't feel like he really got a fair shot. Uh, he did good the couple of times he was forced into action. Um on the Falcons, but dude's awesome. Again, got the look. He can go in ring. His match with Kenny Omega last year was really good. Um, so yeah, like you could do moves versus really anybody in WWE. I'd love to see that. So if, if, if the, you know, quote unquote forbidden doors open, Moose would be my first pick from uh, impact. I want to see walking through it. All right, guys, anybody, mm. any other, uh, impact WWE dream matches? Uh, I probably, I, I kind of want to see like Sammy Callahan and KO. That would be crazy. go at it. Another like another a, Kevin Sammy matchup, like a last man standing match. Yeah, yeah. yeah and um, what was the other? There was another. Maybe like a definitely. You want to see like Jordan Grace and like Deanna Perrazzo, um hop over into the uh, women's That'd division, cool. and uh, you know, and get something going over there. But but yeah, definitely the uh, the KO Sammy Callahan awesome match would be sick. All right, Rob Slight says with the Foley Fan Fitness Challenge in full effect, what are you listening to while working out? to keep you going. I typically listen to podcasts or, I mean, or I just listen to like the workout. I work out at home. Um, so for me, I listen to like the instructions from whatever the workout I'm doing. Uh, but if I'm pretty familiar with the workout, I listen to podcasts. I'll just have like, I'll have the workout muted and just kind of follow along and I'll listen to podcasts as I'm working out. Yeah. For me, same thing. I do DDP yoga. So I'm listening to the workout back in my, when I was heavy running days in Hawaii where it was sunny 365 days of the year, it was all about podcasts and the best podcast for running is uh, I'll give you two picks. One is this American life that's by NPR and that's just random topics every single week, but it's chill. It's relaxing and it's, but it's still engaging enough to like keep your mind off, you know, pounding the pavement step after step. The other one is fully posable. Go back to like 2016 when they were starting because the first year of it was really more like nostalgia based episodes over news. So they're kind of just going back through the eighties and early nineties of wrestling figures and reliving it. Uh, how about, you know, Jordan Marco, what, what's some of the stuff you guys listen to? Go ahead, Marco. Uh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I'm like Sheen. I just listen to like the, like the instructions for the most part. Um, not so much music. I think music kind of like dis- distracts me when I'm doing like, like an actual, like uh workout routine. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing like, um, any like lifting or, you know, like pushups, anything like that, I'll definitely listen to music. Obviously, you know, yeah, but if there's any any like uh, specific instructions or you know rep schemes and stuff like that, you got to hear like yeah, definitely can yeah, be distracting. Yeah, especially if you're doing like yeah, if like on ten rounds on beach body, if you're doing that, like it's a boxing thing, so you have to hear like all you the know, cues for like know, the footwork one, and two, stuff. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah he, he calls out all the punches and kicks and everything. One and twos, oh, yeah. yeah, one one five, one six, and that's what I mean. If you watch any boxing, you know, videos or watch any boxer train, that's how they box. They box in numbers. Yeah. 
you know, like one five, one two. Yeah, that program specifically you know, one, two, three. is really yeah. tough. What about you, Jordan? Yeah. So when I do cardio, I just listen to podcasts, uh, mainly because I hate cardio. Um, as a big dude, yeah, cardio is not my cardio friend. Cardio is cardio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when I'm lifting, dude, I just go, um, I'll put on like a playlist or something, but I do a lot of slipknot and stuff like that because, man, that that's what uh, that's what uh, gets the weight up. I mean, when I'm benching or something, like it's definitely I pop weight and bleed on, and <laughs> I just go, man. Awesome, and in that same vein, we have Kevin Eugene says with the Foley Fitness with the Foley Fam Fitness, have you guys changed any of your eating habits? Have you no. done any done any uh, you know nutritional nutritional changes? Seth saying no. no. Marco saying no. George, I still, I still eat whatever, whatever <laughs> Sheena serves up for dinner. That's what I eat, dude. So, That's so all, I, some good I, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I've made a concerned effort to during the week. I, I don't drink it all during the week. Um, that's good. That's so that, that definitely too. is that's that's a big thing for me is not drinking during the week. Um, and then as far as my diet, doing better at taking lunch every day and. Um, that, that's a night, yeah that's so. a that's a budget saver too dude eating out is like insane so uh it yeah. is so when you're in the business i'm in the prop because spoiler alert if anyone doesn't know i do insurance um shout out the farmers i get i get invited to a lot of lunches and stuff so it's it's hard for me to um a lot of times do lunch in my office but um, I'm, I'm making an effort to at least do four days at the office every week for lunches so uh, that's the big thing man just it's hard, man. I, I'm not going to try to go off on some spiel here, but like as a big dude, it, it is hard to not uh, eat crappy food. Nutrition so. is the hardest part. We're gonna we're gonna focus on in the coming weeks of the fully fit challenge. I don't like to like slap everything because I feel like sometimes people try to make too many changes all at once, and then yeah. you know it just becomes overwhelming. So this week we kind of just focus on getting workouts in, getting a little consistent with that, and then I'm going to add in some nutritional challenges that are like you know slow and steady wins the race. I feel like some people like to go cold turkey and just change everything on a whim, but I feel like most people find success in like making those small changes that compound over. Yeah. Yeah. time. So, uh, we're going to be working on that. So if you're interested in joining, you know, like I said, the fully fit, fully fit challenge is going to be going, you know, indefinitely at this point. So, uh, join in chickfollyshow.com, uh, join our Facebook group. And, uh, if you're in our Facebook group and you didn't jump in this week, you know, each, each week is a new opportunity to just go ahead and jump in each day is a new opportunity. So make sure you jump in, log your workouts and all of that kind of stuff. Now into some non-healthy um, talk. we got Brian Vermeer. He says, with the new gen ring and figures being so close, do you see future projects and ac- as accessories to the ring, you know, hell in the cell, scaffold, blue steel cage, etc.? Or will there be a ring made every time it is needed? Also, what is a set that you really want to see and what would you want like as the tier? You know, so like uh, he said he wants a primetime wrestling set um, and his figures would be ultimate gorilla and ultimate Heenan. Uh, Tears would be changeable images for the TV, classic moments, you know, ultimate Roddy Piper, blah, blah, blah. So I love that question. Um, For me personally, I I, I think it would be cool if they just did accessories for the ring. For those who already have the ring, um, just do like the blue steel cage and the hell in a cell and all of that. Sucks for everybody who didn't get in on that initial ring because then what's the point in getting in on any future Mattel creations, um, you know, things if they're just going to be for the new gen ring. As far as like what I want to see, I think the funeral parlor would be a set that I want to see. You know, I want a double deep, double wide casket with some, um, you know, Paul Bearer and, you know, old school Undertaker. Like, that's what I want. I want a funeral parlor. Um, 
I don't think it's going to be an accessory for the ring to answer his first question, just because that would limit Mattel's like customer base to people that already got the right the first round of it. So I don't think it, I think that's going to be a one off. I don't think we're going to see anything else to build off of the new gen release. Um, I think I think you may be onto something with the uh, like the interview set thing. Piper's Pit is one that's come up a lot. I think Jax did a Piper's Pit uh, figure set, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could see that. Obviously, we just got a brand new Legends um, Roddy Piper. He's coming back out with the the new retro set. So Roddy Piper's clearly on the minds of the creators over at Mattel. For me personally, I'd love to see Brother Love with the Brother Love figure. You know, the Brother Love interview set with the Brother Love figure, I think would be awesome. Um, Action Figure Attack has said that he's not a big fan of doing like first time in the line figures as part of Mattel Creations, but anything's possible. So I would go with the Brother Love set with Brother Love for my pick for the next uh, Mattel Creations. How about you, Marco? Dang, you guys took all the all the cool yeah. ones. <laughs> Jeez, um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I mean, you did. I mean, you'd have to do like the. Uh, Definitely the the barbershop, right? Oh yeah, for sure. The barbershop 100%. set with the breakaway breakaway window. Yeah. Um, obviously not a real window, but like one that you can like piece together if you need to, something like that. And come with the, um, uh, with the in- obviously we know Marty's probably persona non grata with WWE and Mattel right now, but mm-hmm. the Sean for another one of my picks for like a new look, I would love to get the heel turn Sean with the black pants yeah. and the black leather jacket with no shirt underneath. Yeah, you do the yeah you do the UE Sean and the UE um. Um, uh, Brutus and Barber Beefcake and you know maybe just throw a generic figure in there just you know to take place of Marty yeah that would be very that cool you can throw both of the window Great pick. Jordan so like Seth said I, I don't think they'll do anything to add to the ring just because man me and Seth talked about this every week while this was going on and how much of a struggle it was to get it over the hump to get this funded um, I just don't feel like they're going to do like another um, $250 thing, obviously, because, I mean, it took a lot for them to get it over the hump. Um, but what about like a like a 90s manager, like four pack or something Ooh. like you get slick, um, you, you just get all the managers from the 90s. I think that would be really cool for them to do that. And that's a way for Seth to get his figure that he wants. Um, Love it. But yeah. I just think that would be a cool way to do it because, I mean, the managers just don't get released regularly. Mm-hmm. So a four-pack or something of 90s managers would be really cool, I think. Oh, yeah. All right. And that wraps up our listener mail for this evening. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media. All right. Before we do our trivia, you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam for all the fun. Uh, we don't just do fitness over there. So if you're worried, we're going to make you eat broccoli and stuff. I know we talked about that a lot. <laughs> we do a lot of figure talk and a lot of, you know, uh, wrestling related stuff as well. So no, so no worries there if you're not into the to the healthy lifestyle gimmick. But uh, find us at chickfoleyshow.com. Reminder, use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringsidecollectibles.com and use code PF10 to save 10% on all your chalk line purchases all right i'm up i'm gonna try to get another record setting streak sheena's really been burning us with these trivia questions since we started uh back in the fall i got i got the record with three straight which is really nothing impressive at all you know goldberg's not really shaking on his boots uh on a three straight streak so i'm gonna try to get it going though to start 2022 sheena hit me with your best shot at wrestlemania 11 the urn was stolen from paul bearer by too easy 
comma oh, supreme fighting machine <sighs> i got that figure on display up in the market right now come on. not only did he steal it he melted <sighs> it down and turned it into a giant gold chain so that's one <laughs> that is one i'm going i'm going for 10 straight man that's my goal that was a that was like a that was a freaking t-ball Listen, I'm try- hit it's, right it's there it's the first week of the year i'm trying to send the people home happy so uh yeah <laughs> you're, you're welcome, Seth. Yeah. Okay. All right. The first episode of 2022 is in the books. We're on the march to 200 episodes of the Chick Foley Show. Uh, Sheena, you got any closing thoughts for the listeners? Uh, no, no ins- words of inspiration. But I just want to say how um, how much it just brings me joy. How pissed off Jordan and Marco are that you got that question right. That <laughs> that, uh, that tri- <laughs> yeah, she just been hitting them with burners. Like I think Marco's last question was like, who was the number 14 entrant in the 1993 <laughs> yeah. Royal Rumble or yeah, something? Like, what the- <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just, so yeah, guys, just remember everybody hates heel husband. <laughs>